Hello again. For those who may be wondering, this is part B of our Gears of War trilogy special. So if you haven't heard part A, maybe head there first. If all went to plan, it should be above this episode on your preferred podcasting app. If you've heard part A already, enjoy part B and remember to always brush your teeth before playing games with the crew after 10.30pm or else you will feel very sad once game time is over and you have to brush your teeth before bed. Hmm. So, yeah, so the Locust um, absolutely make this world as dark and grungy as possible and they're a, a, a bona fide, you know, creepy alien race, really. Yeah. Um, even if they are actually denizens of the same planet, what are their origins? Who knows? But um, <laughs> but of the actual, the interesting thing is that the actual humanoid versions of the, the, uh, the Locust. Mm. So we've got like wretches um, and they're not humanoid, they're actually little little um, annoying monkey-like things that creep you out at different times and they scream to summon others. Mm. Um, but there's drones. Drones are the normal guys who run around with the standard weapons. There's grenadiers who have the shotguns and they just storm you and try to... Mm. They really embarrass you in front of your friends with shotguns, basically. <laughs> um, they're the boomers and they're the, the, they have an amazing entrance into the game where they just stomp in two of them, yeah. stepping, up, stepping on this rat in this cutscene. And come in and then just unleash rocket launches on you. They remind um, me of like, uh, I don't know, like two, two massive, like, uh, I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. Like a big fat American old big, couple big that shot. just show up in the, oh yeah, show up in some sort of moment. They are. They're just, they're just waddling in. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. So they're like seven foot tall, just massive hulking, big, dumb muscle, <laughs> ugly Freaky looking things. Yeah. You're saying Big Show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're bigger than that. They're bigger than Big Show. Yeah. That's for sure. They're more disgusting. Um, but then oh, we got- I don't know about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> These guys couldn't help it. Yeah. Um, then- I don't know if Vince would uh, willingly put his face in those cheeks. Oh, those no. Cheeks. <laughs> oh, no. Um, there's the Theron Guards, who we mentioned before with the talk bows, and they're like the cream of the crop in terms of the mm. their standard locust. Um but the most terrifying of all locusts, and this comes in the first act of the game as well, is the female um, side of the, the species, and they're called berserkers. Mm. And they're about 10 to 11 feet tall, blind, <laughs> just hulking massive, you know, uh, abomination from Hulk style yeah. things, but the freaky looking version, not the weird fish one. Mm-hmm. Uh and they just scream bloody murder. And it's, there's a there's a scene when they first come in, uh, when it, the first one comes into the game, you enter this um, graveyard. It's like an inside graveyard. And you hear a screech or whatever. And they're like, oh, there's a berserker. You have to stay quiet. And he's creeping around this dark room. And then suddenly you eventually, you eventually come up to this wall and this berserker just breaks through it and just stands there and, you, and it just wanders around looking or trying to listen to see where you are, to hear where you are. And you have to avoid it, lead it outside by, by trying to get it to run through walls and things. Yeah. It's so intense um, because it just, when it's when it hears you, it like its head just t- snaps to look at you and then just sprints in your direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and in these narrow cor- corridors, there's not really anywhere to run. So you get messed up most of the time. Yeah. But you get to take it down using the Hammer of Dawn because well, yeah, it's bulletproof, sorry. The key point is it's bulletproof. Yeah. You have to yeah. get it outside. 
to use the Hammer of Dawn to melt its armor a bit so you can get the bullets through it. Mm. And you have to keep doing it, which is a really cool mechanic. It is. Um, but yeah. the Berserkers are the thorn in your side and the creepiest mini bosses uh, probably throughout the whole series. Well, there's only one enemy or roadblock, I should say, that is more terrifying and more difficult than the Berserker. And that is the rectangular box. <laughs> and we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Everybody just keep a mental bookmark of the rectangular box because that will feature in game two. I wish uh, we had footage or something of that. Oh, God. Um, more on that later. Um, but the, the, the cool thing about the locust is they actually command um, these, all these creepy critters that also lived in the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and these include uh, reavers, who are basically just these flying eight-legged things that they strap rockets onto and everything. You get to ride one in the second game, I think. Um, there's also corpses, uh, who are massive, like, uh, I don't know how big I'm talking, like four-story high spiders with <laughs> with, yeah. um, with armored legs. Mm. And you fight when um, there's a boss battle, but they just keep coming up. They dig all these holes and it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Really creepy. Um I'm not sure if they come in the first game. I think they you see them, um, but they're Brumax. Oh, and yeah. So, corpses are three stories. Brumax are about eight stories. Brumax are the big ones. Yeah. With the, with like, the turrets on their tar- arms. on their arms, yeah. And air- rockets from their shoulders. Yeah, and that's it. They are just massive, big, creepy gross things. Big, blastoise looking thing. Yeah. Mm. Crossed with uh, War Greymon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, uh, or Metal Greymon. What do you think, Will? Oh, what Greymon? <laughs> just, I don't know. War, um, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, thanks for that burning question there. <laughs> yeah. um, and actually, in the middle of it, there's this very spooky level in an abandoned mine in the middle in the second act of the game, raining and creepy, and that's where we first come across Lambent wretches, mm. and these are basically um, locusts that have become infected by emulsion. Yeah. Which is a theme tapped into heavily in the rest of the series. Um, but it was a very creepy little setting. Um, and it was a little... And they explode when you kill them is the point. Yeah. So, it's had this extra curveball. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep your distance. Well, yeah. Basically. So, to wrap up the general, the first game, um, and you know, we're not going to look at every game as extensively as the first because this is sort of, you know, the... the um, foundations of the whole series um i guess what it's all about um but we general ram is actually the, a, a villain in the game mm-hmm. and he's uh, this massive locust again probably 12 feet tall or something and he appears maybe only three times in the game um and once as uh, the final boss which is it was a very hard boss on insane but he's a stinker of a villain really um just yeah. walks around with a minigun very slowly with these uh bats all around him um, I guarantee we still found a way to screw it up. Yep, yep, we did, we did. <laughs> um, but we did. Um, um, but he does enter the game in style, and he um, when he picks up your, he rocks up behind your lieutenant um, Kim, and Kim just turns around this cutscene and rhymes there. He just picks him up and just stabs him straight through the guts with this massive, like serrated dagger thing. Mm. And it was quite horrific. And that was his peak. That was his best moment yeah, straight up. Yeah. Um, at the end of the credit, once we've done that, we also encounter this um, person who's referred to in the credits as the Queen. 
mm-hmm. this English speaking uh, locust. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, human locust. And suddenly the world's more interesting just with this last note. Well, yeah. They've gone from just mindless creatures to, I guess, having a lot more substance mm. in, in a very short um, clip. Yeah. Which is really good. Yeah, it is. Mm. Um, so, anyway, that's generally the first game. Um, again, the plot's not heavy. It's very simple. Characters are simple. But it's this gruesome world that mm. we're, we're you know, really trying to capture here as well. So, moving on to the second game. Um, things are much more grandiose this time around. Um, um, with the locust trying to sink the last capital city in Haven, um, um, known as uh, Jacinto. Um, they're trying to sink it into the ground um, and as to sort of counter this, the humans head deep into the nexus of the um, underground hive of the locusts to find their main stronghold, which is called Nexus, um, and try to eradicate them. However, turns out Marcus's old man, Adam Phoenix, um, who was a scientist that was kidnapped by the locust, mm-hmm. um, he actually told the locust um, that the best way to overcome people is to... Uh, sink Jacinto by basically destroying the th- the main pillars that are holding up because it turns out there's this massive cavern underneath Jacinto. Yeah. Um, the humans don't know about for some reason. <laughs> and um, the whole plan is that it turns out that the the lambent have become so bad in the under underground mm. that it's not actually that the hu- they're trying to kill the humans as the primary goal. They're just trying to get out from underground and sink Jacinto. So they can flood um, the whole underground and kill all the uh, the lambent. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. They're not actually. They're just trying to survive themselves. Yeah, they've actually run into their own problem. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, sucked in. Um, but it's it's um, yeah, because the 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 emulsion is infecting, like a basically like a zombie plague. Yeah, is infecting all the locust. Mm-hmm. Um, it manifested in humans uh, when humans were working with emulsion. By something called rust lung, um, but it never actually became a big infection quite like this. Right. Um, so armed with this knowledge um, of what the lambent, uh, what the locusts are trying to do, the cogs set out to evacuate Jacinto and sink it themselves to drown the locust and the lambent, just in one fell swoop. And um, and boom, boom, needy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the color palette uh, in this game has actually been brightened as well. So the whole the mood of the game, yeah. it's not as weighed down. There's a lot more going on. It's a longer it's a longer game. There's just the characters a bit more expressive. Marcus is mm. more expressive. You suddenly feel like okay, they've got the budget behind the game now. They're trying to build something here, not just doing a big tech demo. Yeah, mm. yeah. You can tell that they have probably had a lot of confidence after the first game's success. Um, yeah. to like to really be creative in the second game, mm. but they, it's not like it would have taken much for them to change the color palette to be much brighter. No, just <laughs> just, 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 just turn the dial, <laughs> make it brighter. Um, uh, but sadly, the blood did go from a dark crimson to a brightish red. Yeah, and that just yeah. that really took me out of the moment. Yeah, I wanted to stop right there. Yeah, and you said no. Nope. We're playing them. Yeah. Well, it's fair enough. I um, well, And Gears of War 2 as well is widely regarded as the best in the series. And I can't remember what we rated. I can't remember how we rated the games um, in the earlier episode, but 
it was a um, mm. it's 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 very pleasing to know. to know that a game is rated the best, and we found we, you know we had difficulty deciding. It's a, the sign of a, stra- a strong series. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I feel like there's merit for all of the years games bar judgment to potentially be the best game. game. All the core games, of course. You know, judgment's a weird spin off. Um, yeah, but the there's no doubt that two and three, um, really. Like they really nailed them mm. with this trilogy, for sure. Um, two was pretty grandiose and, and epic compared to one. Yeah, but then as you get into, I think three uh, just stole the show. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for reasons we'll get into soon, will <laughs> uh, the um, but so general gameplay theme changes from one to two. Um, so yeah, the gameplay is generally more. Oh, and naturally, more diverse than the first game. Um, pretty much all manner of gameplay improvements, in- including plenty of uh, new weapons, in- you know, such as mortars and uh, you know, and um, chain guns, just to make things more explosive and body blowing up ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also something called meat shields, which is great. So if you ever if there's an enemy crawling around <laughs> the ground and you don't feel like stomping his head in just yet as well as all these other executions they bring into it based on your weapons, mm. um, which all involve the head exploding, mind you. <laughs> um, you can actually pick them up and while they're still alive, use your pistol to walk in you know, towards an enemy and keep shooting. Yeah, that's great. And basically, as, they, as they're being shot at, they obviously die as you're holding them and mm. their bodies just start falling apart as they're getting shot more. <laughs> it's terrible. It's pretty uh, impressive for the yeah. 360 too. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Exactly. And this whole mm. trilogy is on 360. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the weird part is if you, once you finish the battle, if the, and there's always a, in all the Gears games, once the battle's been cleared, there's this big riff of a guitar. Yeah. Uh, and um, this riff always plays. And, and <laughs> it keeps smacking everything. And um, basically, once you, if you hit that bit, once that riff goes, mm. Marcus will just, if he's holding a meat shield, he'll just break its neck and drop it. <laughs> Imagine getting to the point where you're so... Uh, Desensitized. You just have no feelings. Desensitized, you, yeah. yeah. You just hold a dying uh, creature's body and just let it get destroyed by ammunition in front of you and feel uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt anything yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other, the other key change, it's not to the campaign, but just worth touching on, is that the Gears of War 2 introduced the famous horde mode in multiplayer, mm-hmm. which you can play single player, but it's just facing wave after wave, 50 waves with um, boss 50. waves. In it. There's 50 waves, yeah. <laughs> I could I could get to seven Like I myself. would have ever known. <laughs> I could get to seven. <laughs> no. I don't reckon we ever got past four together. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And this is the bare bones one too without all the weird your multipliers and stuff. This was just raw. Um, and I yeah I got to nine on easy by myself casual by myself that's as far as I could get. You'd have to be such a pro to get all the way till yeah. to wave fifty. My god, because you literally get like thirty enemies that were coming after you at once. Oh, so so tough. Um, so that's the the gist of the um the gameplay changes in terms of the locust, and this is where again the game just gets more life breathed into it from the from the um first game. And really, sort of, it ups the ante on this. Uh, you know, they're not just a generic. Uh, they are a pretty generic alien race in terms of um, how video games go. 
yeah. sorry, video games go. But it's also they're starting to become more more of like a culture. Mm-hmm. And the main addition to this is um, the uh, the main reason I say this is because you know we get these Cantus priests coming in, and they're these ones who can uh, they sort of don't really cast spells, but they can um, heal enemies who have fallen to raise them back up. Yeah. Um, they're a different enemy type. They're dressed in sort of gowny sort of things. Uh, not much to them other than that. And they can summon tickers as well, who are these new little enemy that just run around with bombs on their back. Yeah. They just scatter around and they tick as, they tick as they run. The source of much screaming. Yep. <laughs> Similar to the talk, babe. You just, yeah. you just you just casually cruising around, then you hear a tick, like tick, 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 and it's like, oh, I'm stuffed. <laughs> it's right, it's right next to me. Um, so it was, it really changed up the dynamic. And as you go into the underground caverns where the locusts are, and you start to see all their, you know, places of worship and mm. all this, you're like, oh, that these guys have been living a pretty normal life probably well <laughs> yeah now. when you see that kind of thing they're worshiping and like priests and that pop up or anything in the future games they uh yeah it shows that their laws quite interesting and that they have they're sort of creating their own history as a species mm. similar to you know how humans would have over thousands of years yeah like are kind of just going through their own period of, yeah. of evolution mm. so it's um yeah you never feel bad for like no. killing them, but the, you you get to see that they're probably not as different to humans as you'd expect. Mm. And the, and the key point is as well they're called locust, of course, which is a, like an insect name. Mm. Uh, and as it comes to be comes to be quite clear, they're actually a hive mind. They're controlled by a hive mind. Mm. They've all got their individual thoughts and everything, but similar to a colony of ants. Yeah. At the end of the day, they all respond to the same thing and have the, that's why there's drones of course drones like an ant an ant drone mm-hmm. the, the soldiers you know ants don't have grenadiers but i'm sure they would if they could <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh or priests but um and the boomers have been added to as well and this time we have machete wielding uh butchers they're called they just lug around with these massive machetes and if you get in the way you're just going to be cut in half <laughs> they're very simple to beat but there's also the um uh grinders and they carry a weapon called a mulcher. I don't know why they couldn't just call them mulchers, but you know, whatever. And they they basically <laughs> just walk around with miniguns. Uh, yeah. And, and so they they're very intense mm-hmm. when you're trying to move around, and you just can't move around because they just they zero in on you so quickly. Yeah, they tend to stay shooting at the one gap between um, covers yep. for way too long. Oh yeah. And you just have to wait. It's like they're learning. Yeah. Uh, so and that's basically it for the the additions. Um, but like I said, with more brew max around as well, everything's just more intense um, with the presence yeah, and the, the threat of the locust. I don't know if it's gears two or on or not, but I remember one of them in particular has quite a big opening sequence where you uh, almost like ride a brew mac. Yeah, like that. that gears two. Oh, I think that's I think it's three. Mm. I just recall, yeah, there was no like towards a, the end. Of, no, it's towards the end of two. Yeah, yeah. There's just a big shift in um, epicness. Yeah, you know, well, in the third grand scale event. In this second one, you're launching a big attack to get underground. So you're on the back of that massive, uh, the massive truck thing with all the turrets and the mortars and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like an all-out assault. So it does start grandiose. Yeah. Yes, but that's the thing. It, it suddenly. Um, it's like any new game when you um, in a series you get to it. The, all of a sudden, 
you know that you know it's different, more improved than the last because mm. it just feels like a some massive movie set to yeah. start with. Yeah, exactly yeah. like Ragnarok's start. Yeah, recently, mm. just, just straight into it. it automatically on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, and so Marcus is still Marcus, uh, but <laughs> but the key has his head shape. Uh, it's still still chisely, hasn't gone the sphere yet, mm-hmm. uh, and he's still got the shoulder pads on. <laughs> but stay tuned because in Gears Three, rippling deltoids <laughs> make an appearance. Uh, so probably the most. Um, there is a follow-up and relevant part in three. That's quite uh, that's quite an impactful moment. But the most impactful moment in the entire Gears of War series uh, revolves around Dom and his search for Maria. And so things go from the heavy metal nature of the game. And to be fair, first game heavy metal, second one more thrash metal, I think, mm. um, or vice versa. I don't know. Depends your angle, right? But he, it sort of goes from heavy metal to like a tragic opera um, within the space of minutes in the game's second act. Um, as while we're deep underground, Dom uh, and Dom's searching all these concentration camps though, and work sites that um, locusts are slaving humans to. Mm-hmm. And uh, Don, Dom, uh, <laughs> Don Santiago, <laughs> uh, he comes across his wife, uh, Maria, in, a, in one of these concentration camps. Um, and as he helps her from her pod, basically her little solitary confinement thing that they keep uh, people in, we instantly see why he longed for her. Like she's, she's stunning. Um, and, you know, we finally have sweet relief to what he's been looking for this whole time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's sort of the one key emotive anchor in the in the um in the first two games to this point and uh but as the as the camera pans sort of behind him as he's sort of kneeling on the ground with her head on his shoulder you know he's just sort of like so relieved to see her as he pans as the camera pans behind him and we see start to see maria on the other side and we realize that she isn't actually looking uh, very flash at all Mm. um what we first saw was just the illusion of what dom remembers her as yeah. and saw her. Yeah. Um, her long um, and lush hair is replaced by this really patchy shot hair, really. Shot or short, who knows what I was, you know, either one. Yep. Um, her hair, her, her full cheeks have like become sunken mm-hmm. uh, and her beautiful eyes like have no life in them at all. They're just grey. Mm. And um, she's totally despondent, um, tortured to in, within an inch of her life and... No longer the Maria that Dom knew. And it's really probably my first um, tragic scene uh, that I'd really ever copped in a, in a video game. It was in like proper heartache. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's suddenly this scene in this random real gung-ho video game series in the space of three minutes, they nailed one of the more tragic and well-written scenes in video games. Um, yeah. And I, and and I mean that in terms of the short sharpness, hmm. it's not it's not sustained or anything. No, but they just nailed this little moment. And um, sadly, you walk away. Um, Dom asks, or I think Marcus just puts his hand on Dom's shoulder and walks away. And yeah. um, in the distance, we hear a, a gunshot, and um, Dom's put her out of her misery, basically. Mm. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's very <laughs> a very tragic turn in. Um, 
what's such a chill game to that point. Oh, chill, chill game, sorry, in, a, in an emotional sense. <laughs> it's just so chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Sunday walk in the park, right? Yeah. It's just heads popping. Yeah, no. Definitely, definitely a sad moment. Mm. I don't know. Like I was playing as Dom, obviously, in our playthrough. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of... She was your wife. It was kind of sad, but um, it kind of comes and goes very quickly. It does. That's what I mean. Short game. So, yeah, it's sort of like you feel... uh, I guess, I mean, I didn't long on it or anything. Like, I I felt obviously bad about it. I was Mm. like, oh, that's such a bummer of a resolution for that um, sort of slight side story. But um, very quickly, we were moved on to something to take our folks away. Correct. Yeah. So It's just a matter. It's just the fact that you think, oh, look, he'll find her or he won't. Mm. But the whole, the way they show it, as in, yeah, looking looking fine to then, oh, no, she looks terrible, as mm. in she's, like, as bad as you can look. Like, it's um, it's it's hard to describe it uh, exactly how bad they make her look from how he imagines her to look. Like, it's not like it just, oh, she's just a bit malnourished. It's like she looks like she's been through 20 years of, like, a, a meth addiction or something. Yeah. Like really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Yeah, she it's no, nah, it's not good. No. It's not good. But you're anything, right. you it's do like move a, on quick. If anything, it's a good reminder of the world of gears being um a lot worse than you probably think most of the time while you play. Yeah. Because the some of the characters are very um yeah, outgoing and um charismatic. Mm. So I think feel like you forget. Yeah. Um, but the world of the world of gears is pretty torturous and evil. So, well, I mean, I think we were reminded uh, almost an hour or two before this scene is when we uh, when we went on this attack mm-hmm. where we first launched this assault to get under underground. Um, one of uh, two of the soldiers went missing, I think, or one and Ty Kaliso's one. He's the big a big Islander type character, um, and mm-hmm. he's he's really cool. I played as him heaps in the multiplayer. Um, by myself, of course. I didn't have Xbox Live. It's just me. <laughs> by multiplayer, I meant... Yeah, what were you doing? I meant, uh, <laughs> I meant single player uh, alternative edition. Um, <laughs> but he... There's a scene where again, you're on this um, on this moving barge mm-hmm. and you're looking through the cells because you're trying to find uh, well, Maria or anyone. And Ty comes out. He's got all these metal rings in his back. He's crying and sobbing, this massive tough guy. And then... Um, Dom gives him a shotgun just thinking like yeah you'll fall in line yeah let's go that's good to see you mm. and he just um, well he blows his brains out yeah straight away you don't see it but they see it and you just so probably worth saying that there's two very impactful moments in yeah. this game <laughs> uh, because that's quite intense too again it doesn't feel gratuitous in any way mm. it's the it's sort of um, I don't know the writer's way of reminding us that yeah look it's all fun and games and everything but this is why we like Gears Three the best. Yeah, none of this, none of this emotional, emotional crap. Yeah, no we, sadness. No, no sadness. Um, but but Baird and Cole, Hidden Cole, Baird and Cole, you'll be happy to um, happy to know they're um, they're uh, they both get captured or trapped at some point, but <laughs> they survive. They're both happy. I'm so happy to know that they got captured. <laughs> it's business as usual <clears throat> they yeah. come back and they have no scar tissue at all no um so yeah entering the hive um again just quickly underground it's it's really quite nice um 
got these rock worms crawling around, which are like mobile covers. They're just these big worms um, that are, yeah, I don't know. They just sort of accent this really nice underground cavern area where there's like, you know, nice uh, bioluminescent mushrooms and all sorts of things. And this is away from the locust settlements. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit more life, or, you know, a yeah. um, bit more natural look to it. But um, yeah, it's quite cool. I think they really expand. They, they went under a little bit underground a little bit in the first game but it was very dark again very just rock formations for cover look very obvious um, but this game it's much more natural and again it just sort of paints this picture like surely you're up you're up on the surface fighting your battles but there's a whole another world underneath just ready and that's the whole thread of the game is that the locusts can come up at any point from under the ground anywhere basically mm. and this sort of shows why yeah exactly uh, but then we um, you know, I guess it's it's down in this beautiful shithole um, that we sort of come across Scourge and he's the main villain of the game. And he's uh, he's the second game's answer to Ram, General Ram. Uh, he's just got this massive... He's like the leader of the, the Candace uh, priests or monks, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a dual chainsaw staff because why not? You know, he just wields it like a, a, like a lightsaber, basically. And... Um, he has a he has a rather a neat little noble steed um, that's uh, known as the uh, Rift Worm, um, which is uh, I don't know maybe <laughs> 10, 10 kilometers long. Yeah, a little little steed. <laughs> yeah, just a little. It's like a it's like a pony, um, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's basically it turns out that's what they've been using to dig all these tunnels. Yeah. So he Scourge is like a a monk sort of thing. He charms and um, almost hypnotizes this massive worm that they discovered mm. to just dig under all everywhere, like under Jacinto and everything. And um, <clears throat> of course, we end up inside the rift worm. Yeah, the rift worm is sick. <laughs> That's amazing. And the scale of it, I remember seeing it when I first played it because the squad, you know, they see it coming, they hide undercover and they can, similar like the basilisk or something, right? Mm. Moving through sewers. They just look up and just... On the far distance, far side of this cavern, there's a massive, just, it looks like the wall's moving. Yeah. But it's this big damn worm. Yeah. And eventually you see it on the surface and it's just, it just comes out of the ground. Its mouth is just like half the size of the city. And it's just, it, we like big things. In we do. We like big monsters. And yeah. this is just huge. Yeah, this is massive. And even for the, uh, I guess, visuals uh, from Gears of War 2 from the 360 days, playing them in a more, uh, modern times like I did, it still looked awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it holds up so well. Like mm. I'm sure if they do a Gears of War 2 Ultimate Edition, it'll just be the crispest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and this is another sign, again, of the Locust being so much further advanced than we expected. Yeah. Like it's just huge the, and the threat just went through the roof. Yeah, they're like, it's quite smart, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's very cool. Yeah. And the, so yeah, and of course we end up inside of it. Um, and basically going through its guts, which have all these obstacles that no insides should ever have. <laughs> I know. Such as, you know, you have to time your run between these giant <laughs> teeth that are inside its stomach to, you know, avoid the bites and uh, jump at the right time. I mean, I who knows? We might have puzzles, puzzle games inside of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your average worm. It's not your average worm. <laughs> it's, it's genetically created to be a nuisance. Yeah, mm. it's a bamboozler. Yeah, mm. 
It's um, and so we have to go around to all of its three hearts, cutting the arteries to each to kill it, mm-hmm. and the all of its um chambers keep filling up with blood, and you have to escape before you drown in the blood, and the blood stays all over your body, and it's beautiful. I'd say it'd be a crimson mask, but they really ruin that red. Yeah, the mask is the only thing it's not because the rest of your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't imagine if it was that deep crimson of the first guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we, um, I guess, eventually it dies, of course, cut its hearts out. Well, yeah. And then um, in a cutscene, the, the squad just cut their way out of its side and come out in a bloody mess and it's bloody beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Really, really tickled our fancy, you know, Will. It did. Mm. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a comedy almost. It is. Sort of cutting themselves out of there. Yeah. Is this, oh, there's some TV show or movie where some character cuts themselves out of a, out of some sort of creature. Um, You're not talking about. Is that is it Drax? He cuts yeah, 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 cuts some himself creature out. or whatever. Because they keep saying, I'm going to go inside where it's yeah. soft or I'll kill it from the inside or whatever. And they're like. <laughs> They make a joke about it in the Christmas special, I think, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so just quickly, just to wrap up the second game, um, there is a really uh, again, um, and this is why the second game is so important to the series of really launching it in all um, in all ways. Really, um, we visit this spooky facility um, at one point. Again, similar to the first game, had a slight horror element to this creepy warehouse or mm-hmm. mine we went to, but this game. It's an abandoned research facility um, and it's, just, you know, there's lightning, there's things called razor hail, which means you can't go outside without, you can't go on, um, out from undercover without getting, of course, even the rain literally explodes you to pieces. <laughs> so um, well, That's one of the more unexpected things about Gears is those storms. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because the storms are, uh, across the series, they take different shapes, don't they? Yeah. But they're all like mega cataclysmic <laughs> yeah and they're just so uh like the game would be just fine without them too yeah so like the, you come up to these things and all of a sudden you've got a real test of uh timing to get through these storms mm. and uh yeah it can, it can be very punishing well it's either it's either a sunny day or it's all hell is broken loose <laughs> yeah. on earth <laughs> um so we're trying to break into this facility right and we're going in through the front door there's Flashes of lightning. It's all quiet. There's violin like, as you know, wretches are crashing things over and spooky, uh, spooky screens everywhere. And it's just creepy vault door. Remember the creepy vault door? We just can't get through. And we got bared. I over. don't. <laughs> got, we got bared over the thing. Like, come back. Gotta get a bomb. It wasn't that creepy at all. It's actually the chillest place. Like, he's just, he's a smart ass in the middle of this tense moment, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we, yeah, we go through all these scary elements. There's just wretches everywhere and there's these things called sires which look suspiciously like human locust hybrids. Mmm. Yeah. I wonder what's going on there, mm. Will. Mm. Well, Stay tuned for Gears 5 Tell review. Um, Tell me then. Hey? No, don't worry. Okay. Um, but the real horror of this is what Will referred to earlier as the box. <laughs> yeah and um to be fair that, this was the how we were meant to destroy this um this was how we were meant to destroy this vault door <laughs> which is carrying this bomb <laughs> up and um will and i in in co-op uh we turned the game 
very, very, very rapidly <laughs> into a complete shit show <laughs> because we had to shoot wretches as they were coming. We had to, <laughs> so we are both handling either end of this sort of yeah, two meter long um, box yeah. at the bomb in it. So mm-hmm. we had a handle each. And the game makes you both walk in the same direction. So to turn right, <laughs> the per- to turn right, the person on the right had to stop, and the left person had to keep walking. Yeah. So to hook them around, and oh boy, online while talking, of course through a headset. If you thought at the best of times we could just have a normal conversation and play effectively, you're wrong. <laughs> this time we had to we had to play effectively and actually speak sensibly to try to coordinate this thing. It took us about 20 minutes to get up a just a narrow corridor. <laughs> I swear we needed the bump we needed the bumper bars up like a like a, a um what's it called a bowling alley. Bowling, yeah. We did we actually did. It was like <clears> the <throat> we kept getting ourselves caught in circles and it was almost like the characters arms were like getting un, unstuck from their um bodies. Yeah. Like they would get so contorted. Oh. <laughs> in circles that the characters were starting to morph into something completely different. The shit we put Marcus and Dom through in that scene. <laughs> uh, that was the funniest thing. That like, I can't. You can't tell me seriously that that is something that other people can control easily. No, in single player, absolute disaster. It's as easy as anything in single player. <sighs> but you came along and ruined everything. Yeah, that's that's fine. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was one of the funniest moments we've ever had. Really, yeah, yeah, it was so funny. Game. It was hilarious. You can't be mad at it. No. And we, we were right into this tension as well. And then this released all of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Our yeah. butts were f- uh, completely unclenched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, we go throughout this facility. We have the, There's this AI called Niles and it's very creepy. Mm. Um, it's all like very... It's almost very steampunk technology. Like it's a green screen. He's just got a mm-hmm. random pixelated face. Um this old, you know, really chunky technology, but this, yeah, this AI controls this facility. Doesn't want you to escape. Doesn't want you to find the experiments that are going on. And, um, you know, that's where these these sires come out, and they're basically all these grotesque people-looking things in um, test tubes. Yeah, and they're all like trying to get out while you're walking through. It's really creepy, and uh, it was a really cool section of the game. Mm, it I was. Thought, and left many answers, uh, many questions unanswered until about Gears of War Five. Sorry, Gears Five. It's not Ge- they dropped the of war. I think the, the bastards. So, uh, like a scientific lab, those kind of things in games can sometimes um, almost feel way too cliche. Mm. But for some reason, in Gears, um, whenever you go there, it really uh, just elevates all of the law mm. um, and everything, and all of the tension of the game. Yeah. Every time. It's never a bad thing. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we do... Otherwise, we do see the queen in this game. Um, we finally see her. And strangely, she's got these massive tentacles that just drift around on their own mind. Um, but she has a human face. And why? Well, she seems to have been a survivor of the exact facility we've just been at based on these messages we find. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, again, stay tuned for Gears 5. <laughs> uh, but the big ending it's this big brumac that goes lambent and it's terrible it's an even worse boss boss fight than the third game really? it's not even a fight yep this big lambent all you have to do is aim the hammer of dawn at it for like 10 seconds and it blows up <laughs> not even worth talking about but on to the final push of the episode 
Gears of War 3. Mm. Ripper. Ripper game. Um, so where's the world in where's the world at in Gears 3? Well, Lambert. You know, this whole this again, the second plot to wipe out all the locust, um, it's it's just failed. Yeah. Quite simply, they're just still there. <laughs> and, um, so Lambert are actually on the rise and are the main enemy now, main yeah. enemy type. Um, Marcus and co. receive a mission to find his father, who is um, in hiding on the island of Azura, which is a former resort, basically of all the Sierra's elite. So mm-hmm. it's a sort of a secret island. Um, eventually, it turns out that Adam Phoenix has invented a weapon that when detonated will kill only um, anything with the Lambent or Locust genetics. Um, he was actually working for the Queen, mm. um, and she thought that she was he was siding with her. She thought he was siding with her to help them survive. But Adam's a good human. The phoenixes are always got to do <clears throat> the right thing. Oh yeah, and just for everyone wondering, phoenix—it's not spelt the cool way. It's spelt F E N I X. Yeah, like the Garmin watch. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so general. Uh, Gameplay changes um, in theme from the second game. Um, the overall quality is again improved. It's all running like clockwork by this point. Bloody sensational. But things are brighter and more dramatic though still. Uh, Marcus has no sleeves on this time. So again, those de- <laughs> those, those deltoids and, you know, love heart with an arrow through on his shoulder. Yeah. Ooh, tell you what. And he's got some serious pipes on him. Oh, some big pipes. Big pipes. Mm. Um. Uh, new weapons are generally seem to be more like makeshift weapons, such as like the Retro Lancer, I think you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. with the bayonet on it rather than a chainsaw. Just sort of makes it feel more desperate and like a they're more of a resistance now rather than like an in-control army Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And, it, and it's summer, of course, so it just feels all hot and sweaty and bothered and, you know, a bit sexy. Yeah, it's too bright. Yeah. Bring back the clouds and the greyness. Yeah. Imagine seeing that rippling, I mean, sorry, that, that um, deep crimson blood on his rippling biceps. <laughs> yes, you could imagine. <laughs> Thought about that a few too many times, I reckon. Maybe. Um, but there are also these uh, opportunities to use these mech suits called silverbacks. Um, just, you know, again, this game's getting quite out of hand. It's getting mm. like total recall or something. Well, you're getting this, uh, mm. I guess, slight robotic theming. Yeah. It starts to crawl in it uh, leading into Gears 4 as well. Yeah, you're right. You're mm. right. And uh, basically all of the um, Locust um, being lambent now, so many of them, they all explode upon death and they look bloody wonderful. Yeah. A large part. We um, just complained about the uh, brightness two seconds ago, but uh, we need it here. Yeah. For the Locust, uh, the lambent explosion. Yes. Subjectively, we would love a bit darker, but objectively... It is absolutely stunning to look at. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It never gets old. The whole game, dude. No, um, the game just looks spectacular. Like we said, it's just pushed. It pushed the limits at the time. Yeah, um, and it just looked. Uh, it still looks great. The lighting. Oh, um, and besides a couple of encounters with uh, lambent berserkers, which are as hectic as they sound because they just run toxic fumes everywhere. The absolute highlight is the gun- are the gunkers. Um, they're these massive catapult like brutes who, uh, when beaten. They explode a bit like Tom Riddle in the second game, <laughs> where a bit of light starts creeping out of them one by one, like boom, 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 you know, more it's and like more a light. Movie. Yeah, yeah. More and more light escaping at a time until suddenly they just explode in what is the most beautiful exhibition of yellow bloody violence 
you'll ever see in anything because it literally lights up your screen like the biggest lens flare. It would light up your bar. It light up your um, uh, where are you playing? Not your bathroom. You're playing your lounge room. Um, it just lights it up. <laughs> I was thinking of this in the bathroom. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it just lights. Oh, I it. think of it in the bathroom all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, <laughs> it literally is just like. I remember t- talking to you about it for years before we played it together, mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't. It's really hard to find videos of a good gunker explosion. Strangely, um, unless you go to the deep web, of course. Um, <laughs> But we finally did it and I remember being so satisfied at your satisfaction that it was everything oh, I built it up to be. It was very satisfying. <laughs> it didn't let me down at all. Yeah. it's. I feel like if I want to explain to anyone or like kids uh, what the Big Bang looked like, I would just show them a Gunker explosion. Oh, yeah. It's basically uh, the video game version of the Big Bang. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because every time you found a gunker, you'd, you'd see it exploding. I had to make sure I was looking at it. Like, I'd <laughs> pin my eyes open. I didn't care what's going on in the battle. I just had to stop yeah, and watch it. <laughs> you can't take your eyes off it. No, you can't because it's so satisfying. <laughs> and it, it, you did. It's blind. <laughs> and I get to do it again. Yeah. It's just it's so it's blinding. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's it's more one of the more, you know, people love ASMR and, you know, all these little satisfying mm. bits and pieces. Yeah. This somehow, it's one of those just niche things that are just nobody will ever talk about except for us two. I want to see it in VR and then I want all the gunk to land on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's doing strange things to us. Just move on. Uh, well, yeah, it, it, it is. But I will say it's probably the best thing about Gears 3. Oh, yeah. Could be the best thing about the whole series. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, so surprise, surprise, Marcus is uh, Marcus. Well, with the pipes, with the pipes, though. Yeah, yeah, with gunker juice on them. <laughs> um, Baird is Baird. He's also got the pipes. With out. the pipes, yeah, yep. It's safe to say they've got quite big pipes. Oh yeah, yeah. And Cole is Cole, uh, and his pipes are still larger than anyone else's. He may have the biggest pipes, really. Huge pipes, yeah. Massive pipes. Um, but we, we do get to, to play as him momentarily, actually. And this game does change up who you get to play as and who you play with a fair bit. Because, oh. of course, Marcus, as he's running through the battlefield, he's just playing with his friends. <laughs> he's just playing with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a big play fight, really. Okay. <laughs> That's who you get to play with. Oh, you just have that visual. Well, that, to be fair. That's right. To be fair. No, to be fair. That's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> he's making the gesture like he's just prancing through the flower field. <laughs> <laughs> I am. This is just a, um, that, so, I, so in Bioshock 2, we see through the little sister's eyes, this beautiful world that we, you know, they're just, normally they're skulking through, Deserted, disgusting corridors. But when yeah. we get to see through their eyes for once, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, they just see this whole beautiful world. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. I reckon Marcus and Co. They're just going through picking the daisies in their mind. Yeah, shooting these, you know, picking up um, what are they called those fairy white things. You know, you blow the things and they go into the wind. Uh yeah, sure. But I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name. I reckon they're just picking them up. Mm. Or they see, and but really, what they're doing is blowing brains up. Blowing heads up. Yeah. When the gunker explodes, they actually just see rainbows. Yeah. Mm. And unicorns coming out. 
It's amazing. Um, so, look, it's just playtime for Marcus. Okay. Yeah. Well, the end and result- playtime has more friends this time. The end result is that I uh, didn't have a particular character in Gears 3 to play as at all. You were lost. Because it just chops and change all the time. <laughs> yeah. I was Marcus. And then Dom would have to go and do something else. So, you'd take over to Jay Stratton. Yeah, Jace. Yeah. He's never to be seen again. Well, I think Jace starts the game off, no? Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. You're up. I remember we started the play and there was, you know, you were back with Marcus, back where you belong. And, then and you're was, like, where am I? I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I've just got to get to know Jace for a while. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunate was that? Um, yeah, so we get to play as Cole. We get to do a bit of a thrash ball sequence, which is actually really fun. So they changed it up. It's a bit more cinematic again, natu- natural progression for the series. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just really nice changes. Um, but... Dom, he's just, he's not Dom anymore. He's uh, hes changed and it's quite sad. Because mm. uh, when there comes an opportunity about three quarters of the way through the game for Dom to um, save his squad, he uh, jumps in this truck because they're in this like this uh, gas station, like an industrial gas station, um, fuel depot. And basically he jumps in this car and they're like, Dom, get back in. What are you doing? Like, you know, Marcus screaming. Shit. And all that sort of thing, as he, as he does. <laughs> and Mad World by Gary Jewell starts playing. You know, the iconic song, the saddest of all time. And um, as he's driving, Dom starts talking to his wife, um, Maria, obviously up in mm-hmm. up in heaven. And, you know, just saying, um, sort of, you know, saying he's coming to join her or, you know, is this what you wanted or, um, you know, this is it. And you're sort of going, no, he's not going to, he's not going to do it. Mm. Right? But he turns the he turns the truck around, pauses for a moment, and then just full fangs it straight through and <laughs> um, crashes straight into the massive fuel tank, mm-hmm. blowing up and destroying all of the uh, locusts in the area, mm-hmm. but none of the other none of his mates somehow because they're just playing, they're just playing in a in a pool basically <laughs> in their mind. Um, no danger there, and um, you know Dom is gone. Just yeah. like that. Well, yeah. Hot take, uh, but I don't know. I didn't really miss him. <laughs> That's because you were just salty because you had to play Jace. No, well, Jace well, was a my... perfectly good Dom's no, just standing well, Jace over there. Jace was my new bae. <laughs> uh, we were friends now. So. You're friends. Yeah. Well, we are more than friends. Well, Marcus didn't want to play with Jace. I was blowing gunkers up as Jace. I wasn't blowing gunkers up as Dom. You, uh, you see the difference? Yeah. Yeah, there's an automatic bond that's between fair. Jace and I. That's fair. Because of Gunkers. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Well, look, they're side characters, and I'll touch on a couple in a moment. Side characters are still decent enough, and they try to dabble with a few throughout the series, but we just want the main four, the big four. Yeah. Marcus, Cole, Bed, and Jace. <laughs> <laughs> Re- show some respect for the dead. Seriously. <laughs> Um, and again, so this is probably the only true piece of ongoing drama throughout the whole series. Um, but in this, yeah, this game, this third game does add in a lot of more, a lot more general drama throughout. Um, really diverse sequences of gameplay, uh, mm. and it's just yeah. So Gears of War two really got things going. Um, Gears of War set an awesome standard. The first game, Gears two got it going, and three just went bananas. Um, yeah. And yeah, just uh, just an all-round very satisfying experience. I think if you're playing 
the, the your squad does do too much in this game. It does quite become a bit easier, unfortunately. But uh, but that's not really worth taking points off it. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's a um, negative, mm. but the game really excels in pretty much every department over the previous. Yeah. It doesn't really take a step wrong. No. It's just funner in all regards. Yeah. No, there's probably a lack of any sort of horror or tension moments like the first two mm. games, but that's about it. Yeah. It's very action. Bit. Very action-y. Yeah. Very set pacey. Um, but just just sold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the game ends with a shit boss fight. Yeah, except for that. And that's it. That's all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that actually took us longer than the rectangular box. It did. Like the, this final boss, it was just not happening. No, it was one of the worst, one of the worst boss experiences uh, ever. Because it was. I don't easy. know if we because we were bad or not. Well, I don't know. I think we kept getting frustrated and impatient. We just tried to rush it because we're yeah. like, well, we've got to kill it. We, you reckon? <laughs> Frustratedly, frustrated and impatient during the week. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> she wasn't going down, <laughs> and she needed to. She was going down when it, when it was right. Yeah. But it wasn't challenging. Like we've mentioned this in our in our boss battles episode. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen for a more detailed description. But you know, when it's the same thing over and over, and there's no new challenges or sequences thrown into a battle, you're wasting our time. It was the same thing. It just you just had to do it for a 45 minutes straight. Yeah, at least it looked cool. Yeah, thanks, Will. Um, so honorable character mentions. Um, do you appreciate my thanks? Yes. All right, we can move on. Um, so, honorable character mentions. So, we've got Lieutenant Kim in the first one, our lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, who gets killed massively. He gets massively dead. Um, Dizzy, Dizzy Wallen is a is a bit of a cowboy. He's cool. And also Ty Caliso in the second game. But he's miserable death. Sad time. Jay Stratton and Anya Stroud. Now, Anya is... So she does feature from the first game. She's actually the intelligence officer who's always on the, you know, on the wireless communicating key intel to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then she's a playable character in the co-op in the third game. Um, and that's about it of her, really. Not much to describe. She's just the hot blonde character, really. And um, come the third, fourth game, and you, turns- wouldn't, you wouldn't even know because you can't take your eyes off Marcus and his pipes, basically. Yeah. And then I think they sit on the beach together at the end of the third game. That's a nice moment. And then come the fourth game, turns out they've had a whole life together and she's died. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. Marcus somehow found love in his heart. Yeah. I told you. I said earlier in the episode, Marcus has a quite a great progression as a character through all the series. And you <laughs> in, said, no, no, no. In between games three. He's just three got a <laughs> funny looking... Pointy chin, uh, and who cares? But no, what? What a great, <laughs> what a great character progression for Marcus Phoenix between games three and four. Yeah, between Somewhere games between the- one to, to five, <laughs> um, and he's best yet to come. Yeah, and if you want to get more specific, it's between three and four. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see any of it, <laughs> but sure, we love him. Yeah, and that wraps up our um, wrap of the games. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I just um, it's just a it's just a very cool, unique uh, trilogy, and it's 
it's nice to talk about it. It does feel like a second nature to me to talk about the game. I know it mm. fairly well. It's back of my hand, mm. really. Um, but it's just uh, yeah, there's so many people out there who just either don't know about it or have heard about it and never played it. And it's a funny thing. It's not like anybody goes, oh, I've always wanted to play it. They just go, I think I've heard of it or no, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a Xbox thing, that. Yeah. It's weird, isn't <laughs> it? Like that great series? Nah. yeah it's really it's quite bizarre but there we go for people who haven't played it um we really strongly encourage you to have a crack i mean we've got i know we know we've got a lot of xbox um centric mates um who listen to this if you haven't played it please give it a go it'll really uh i don't know just give you a lot of fun and a unique experience Mm. it's just um it's not cookie cut from anything else it literally is Almost its own subgenre of shooter um, for um, all the right reasons. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm a great case study for that. Someone that had Xbox for the majority of their life growing up and never ever played Gears or re- even knew anything about it. Mm. And then obviously knew you a big Gears fan and ended up playing it. Uh, and now, yeah, I could say, easily say it's one of my favorite game franchises that there is. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, great, great series. Burning question time. Mm. Um, are you going to ask me one again? Do I get a second chance at the question? Oh, you better have an answer this time. <laughs> so, so we, we love playing through these games together, right? And we, we've loved, we did love playing through Judgment. Bit of a yikes factor about it, but, you know, <laughs> it was all right. And, uh, of I, course. I don't wanna, I, sorry, I, I don't want to use the L word of love. Uh, with Gears Judgment. You just said, and we yeah. love playing through Gears Judgment. That's ridiculous. They even changed the, the button mapping for the grenades. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an arcade. Yeah. What are we doing? Anyway, straighten up. Um, so, we loved Gears, you know, four and five cents, of course, and we talk about them at length another time. Yeah. Um, but, Will, is it possible for Gears of War 6, or Gears 6 as they'll call it, um, to make, is it possible for that game to come out and be good enough that it makes the second trilogy better than the first trilogy. And why or why not do you think it can or can't? Uh, straight away answers absolutely yes. Ooh. You can definitely do that. I mean, I think um, probably right now, like if I went to if I went back to play Gears now, I'd probably want to play the four and five. Yeah. Just because, for, for one, obviously they're more modern. They're very beautiful. Five in particular is one of the best games, looking games ever, really. Um, and I think the the new the story in the new games definitely has a lot more weight to it. Mm. And I think there's a potential with the way the story uh, finished up in Gears Five for it to have a really really good climax to that trilogy. And be very, very remember, very, very memorable. <laughs> um, so yeah, I absolutely, absolutely think it could go above it. It's sometimes hard to beat the classics, but the they've they've refined the uh, gameplay and controls in like Gears Five so much that it's a flawless uh, experience to play. So then, if they nail the end of this uh, trilogy story, then I don't see why it couldn't be uh, known as the best trilogy. People already love Gears 5. I think people probably have mixed opinions on Gears 4. 
but Gears 5, you know, that like that reviewed extremely well when it came out. Like it's a very uh a, a very well received game. So mm. yeah. They've got big shoes to fill after five. Yeah. For six. So we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I don't again, I don't have the allegiance to the original trilogy like you do. So maybe it would be a lot harder of a sell for someone like you. Not necessarily. I actually think uh, it can as well, mm. for sure. I think uh, the great thing about Gears 5 was that Gears 4 was a really good game, but slightly moved away from some you know dark themes or whatever that was in the original trilogy that we sort of hoped it would recover from, the, say, the first two games. Mm-hmm. But then Gears 5 actually doubled down on some of that dark material um, in a couple of really good sections with a bit of that sort of free roamy um, element to it. Yeah. Uh, limited sandbox. And it basically, yeah, reclaimed the best parts of the original, even as going back to the, you know, the, uh, the facility from years two. Yeah. But, yeah. That's just a, that's a literal um, steal from the second game or not a steal, but it adds to it. But um, yeah, I just think uh, number five saved it for sure. But years four is still fantastic. It didn't save it as in from being crap. It just saved it in the sense that it could be a better trilogy now as a result, which yeah. is really cool. Imagine having five games where they all build on the last and you don't get sick of them. They're all distinct. Yeah. They're all distinctly different whilst being so consistent. Yeah. For, I, a, for uh, a shooter. For a shooter, that's really hard. Yeah. It might be weird. It might be weird to admit, but I probably prefer the um, lineup, full lineup and cast of characters from the four and five than I do from the original trilogy. So, mm. um, yeah, if they can absolutely nail Gear Six, then I'll be, I'll, I'll be stoked, and I'll happily say that's better. Yeah, if they like, can. Yeah. Well. Well, hotted. Last, last question, and you know what it is. I asked it at the start, and you gave me a baby answer. Oh, was that? So, which is it? Which GOW is the best and your favourite? Gears of War or God of War? It's actually you really... You have to answer it. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to charge over the other side of the and belt you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just let me, tell, let me work through this, Will. Mm-hmm. Give me more time than you gave me initially. All right. So, I've got God of War and I'm talking 2018. You do. <laughs> One of two options. Yep. So, i got 20, 2018 and 2022, Gears of War. Uh, God <laughs> <laughs> the gods of god of wars gods of war just say uh just say god of war and gears no yeah yeah fair enough <laughs> so god of war the the current series it's out might be a trilogy seems to finish it second but it, who knows <gasps> we, we never know where it's gonna go <laughs> we will anyway <laughs> then um gears um so yeah <laughs> let, me, let me get through this. This is really difficult. God the most of War- burning question of all time. Actually, it's perfect. Even as it formulated in your, out of your mouth, I was like, oh, I'm stumped. <laughs> um, so God of War for story and overall impact, quality of game. It's like I find them, uh, again, if you rate them together, as like one singular masterpiece. Gears of War uh, was so formative for me. Love it as a shooter. My favorite shooter series, right? And given I'm a narrative lover, I'd feel like objectively, God of War is a better series. 
subjectively, it might be as well, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tricky because it's um, it's really it's really tricky. I, I I have to pick one. I have to pick one. Um, narrative is more important to me, so I have to go. Go to war. <laughs> really hard. Well done. <laughs> you let down all of the Gears of War community with that. And that's where we're going to sign off. Oh, for the man. Week. Thank you for taking us through a two-hour extravaganza of Gears. Answer the question I yourself. Did, I have input too, but you were carrying that. We've definitely lost our podcasting endurance. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> Absolutely dead. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours. I actually, I didn't run out of breath once. And normally I start getting dizzy. Mm, I'm just, feeling pretty damn detailed. dizzy. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, it's pretty warm in this uh, in the studio with all this soundproofing. It is. It's very warm in here. Mm. That's February for you. It is. Mm. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. With what, Will? With a bit of Halo. Oh, that's right. We're going bang, bang. Another trilogy. Yep. Gears of War and Halo. Compare the pair. (laughs) Compare the pair. Yeah. All right. See you later. See you guys.